0: Welcome to Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Now, Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number three. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders, business owners, organizations, politicians, and everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Dan rinsima Sevinga, the Muskegon Main Street Manager, a commentary on the interview, listener feedback, and information on contacting inside Muskegon. As I said, our interview this week is with Dan rinsima Sevinga, the Muskegon Main Street Manager. Dan does a really good job explaining what Muskegon Main Street is, so we're going to get right on to the interview. I'm here with Dan Rinsima-Sevingo, the Muskegon Main Street manager. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon to talk with us today, Dan. No problem. It's my pleasure, Jason. Why don't we start out by talking a little bit about what Muskegon Main Street is. Muskegon Main Street
1: is a nonprofit organization that has a mission to develop business and commercial activity on 3rd Street and Western Avenue downtown Muskegon. And the way we do that is using what's called the Main Street Approach. It's a patented approach by the National Trust for Historic Preservation, and it involves uh, focusing on design, promotions, economic restructuring, and organization. And the National Trust has found over years of practice that if you strictly adhere to these four strategies and have a, a work plan that implements each of them, alongside of each other, you will see results.
0: Yeah, I think that's important for people to know that there is a plan, that they see things that are happening, and they kind of wonder really what's going on, and there's kind of a methodology behind everything that is happening here. Along those lines, what are some of the key indicators and measuring sticks of downtown development?
1: I think at the
0: most basic
1: it just has to do with how many people are living downtown, how many people are coming downtown and are the businesses profitable, profitable or not. And really those three things have to work together. You you're really not going to see just one or the other and experience really long-term sustainable downtown living or you know, an environment. You need the 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 living, the commercial Um, part of it and also the um, events and entertainment that really all comes together
0: for uh, a viable downtown. Now along those lines what are some of the things that Muskegon has in place already that uh, kind of fit into that uh, that living entertainment and uh, you know some of the businesses and kind of where are we at in that development? Mm -hmm. I think that in terms of
1: enter, we're definitely the strongest in terms of uh, arts and entertainment center for the county. I mean, it's well recognized that the major cultural institutions are located downtown. They have been located downtown for over a, over a 100 years in some cases, and they're not moving anywhere anytime soon. Uh, in terms of residential, I think that that's something that has kind of come and gone, and right now we're kind of building that back up. Uh, with the... Uh, growth of the of suburban communities in the 70s and 80s, there was it wasn't seen as desirable to live in a downtown area, and I think that's changing again. And the, and that's definitely a strong um or a, an area that we need to concentrate on. And we are already doing that through um, neighborhood investment corporation has a uh, a grant to run a neighborhoods of choice, which targets a 25 block area directly um, on the main street area. So kind of Uh, anchored by third and western and for people to move back into the historic homes that are located there to invest in them and you know make it a a a neighborhood that's symbiotic with what's going on in terms of the arts and entertainment and the commercial um uh, opportunities that are available and in terms of commercial uh, the last one that i mentioned uh the the mall leaving I mean, there was a strong commercial center it, to Muskegon. There was a lot of commerce and retail taking place, um, and that that, cha- that it went it went differently than how residential left the downtown. But the fact is, now we have to have a strategy for for building that back up because we definitely are in a in a spot where we don't have as much activity as we really need to make it a, a you know a thriving downtown.
0: Mm-hmm. I think some of the things that people uh, maybe take for granted that we have here that. that I would encourage them to get out and experience. Uh, The Fraunthal is a beautiful facility. I had the opportunity to be in there again last week, and I had kind of forgotten how just magnificent it is in there, and it's restored to its original detail and beauty, and there are tons of events going on all the time. If you're uh, out there searching, I mean, you know, check out what's in the paper. Go online to the downtownmuskegon.org website and look at the events there's a good collection there of what's happening downtown and in addition to the front hall you have the walker arena with the uh, mayhem season starting up and then also the muskegon fury so you have professional basketball and hockey and living wise the uh the amazon building is just in exceptional condition i i had the opportunity i saw some pictures of western avenue in the 90s and which doesn't seem like that long ago. Uh, it, there were some parade pictures, and you have this, you know, great parade. And you look, and the Amazon is just nowhere near how restored it is right now. And there's some uh, some great living downtown, and even though it's a little bit off um, Main Street, the Watermark Lofts and also the Artworks Building in the works. So I think there are some things definitely happening down here that are worth checking out. And along those lines, I think it's interesting that. Muskegon is restoring Western Avenue to its original pre mall state. Uh, what's the status of the Western Avenue project? Well,
1: when the at the time that the mall closed, it was uh, a really a community issue, and the community coming together to decide what was going to happen on that 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 site. And there has been great progress. Uh, it took a long time to figure out what the vision, what people in the community wanted to lay down a vision that was going, that was going to be reasonable, that would actually work and that would fit with what we have here. And there were some uh, roadblocks and, you know, the DMDC was first involved with charter development group and that relationship fell apart. And now we're kind of working on a, a, more where there's more local control. The DMDC has more control over each um, parcel that it's selling off. And there's also a a planned unit development um, scheme, which has been approved by the City Commission of the City of Muskegon. And so we know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of of taking the steps necessary to, to see the vision realized. And where we are right now is in order to attract people to buy smaller parcels um on that rather large site we need to have an infrastructure that's going to serve them when they're ready to to put up their building so it's a process and and uh having to use it, uh, grant funding and other sources such as that for putting in the infrastructure can take a little bit longer than if you're just able to write the big check and get it done. But it also is ensuring that there is considerable buy-in from all parts of the community, um, including the minority community, which is very important in building a a vibrant downtown for the future.
0: Share with us your vision for the downtown. Now, what's it going to look like in an ideal situation when Western Avenue goes through and some of the cross streets come through eventually? And also... You know, kind of maybe on a tangent on that, maybe you could start out with, you know, how that eventually even happened, how the funding came to be for the uh, the Western Avenue project. Sure. Why don't I talk about the
1: second part of the question first, and then we'll get back to the to the vision. Um, the f- in terms of the funding, there's a lot of um, players at the table, from local to county to state to um, federal. Um, resources that can be brought to bear. And given the the state where we were at in terms of city finances and things of that nature, it, it took all of those groups being a part of it to make it happen. And you've seen that if you were at the groundbreaking that took place in late August, there was a, a large um, uh, poster that described each level of government's participation in this project and and every level was represented so i think it it takes time to build a partnership like that it takes time to get them all on the same schedule in terms of releasing funds um you know going through application processes and things of that nature but we we work through that and you may say that the progress is slow but it is steady and there's definitely a vision that we're working towards and i think the vision for 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 the entire downtown, is, is there's different developments going on. But overall, we want to face the water, take advantage of our lakefront setting, and in, in the different developments that are taking place, they're each going to take on a different character. I think that they're going to work together um, with some generally um, established principles, um, especially people who are working on this consider the new urban school of planning which which is maybe you're saying the old is coming back again that's kind of what new urbanism is about but i think we're going to that's gonna that's gonna play well with the history that we have downtown muskegon and it's gonna uh let us take in the fact that we are along a beautiful uh shoreline lakefront here and that's really the future
0: Kind of preserving our history and looking toward the future exactly I, I I think you made a great point about all the different players that had to be in place to get the uh, the western avenue project started and you know it is a significant amount of money um, upwards of like one point 7. seven
1: and that's just for the first phase there's there's additional phases
0: so there's a lot of people that are working hard to get that done you know kind of to give credit where credits due, who are some of the organizations and uh that work towards you know making this happen, this first step in the process. Well, there's a a, a uh,
1: the DMDC has a task force, which stands for uh, the DMDC is the Downtown Muskegon Development Corporation. That's the um, nonprofit um, consortium that came together after the the mall went into receivership. These nonprofit groups banded together, the Community Foundation, the Muskegon Area Chamber of Commerce, and the Paul C. Johnson Foundation, to form an, a nonprofit entity that purchased the property out of the receivership state it was in and then started moving towards what was going to take place on those those 23 acres. And the DMDC has really been the driving force behind what's happening on those 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 23 acres. Now, other people, other entities also realize that they that this is just because it's a pri- it's private property, maybe they don't have any say in it, but I think that the city of Muskegon and the county of Muskegon have definitely realized that this is more than just a normal piece of private property. This is something that is really um Uh, a a centerpiece or a cornerstone to what what what's what it means when you say downtown muskegon and so the dmdc has been able to get significant um partnership buy-in from the city of muskegon and the county of muskegon which is making these things possible so when the the project team of the dmdc meets uh bi-weekly people from all those organizations are represented their voices are heard and next steps for progress are identified and then you know um, gone
0: after so it's definitely not some group or organization acting unilaterally there's a lot of input from the community and different organizations and that's a key point to make now to wrap up here there's there were a lot of other questions that I wanted to get to, and maybe we'll save that for a future podcast. Sure. But now the infrastructure is in place. And, and by the way, when is phase one going to be complete? Phase one's scheduled to be completed
1: by June in two, 2006. So right now, if you come downtown Muskegon at the corner of Third and Western, you'll see the the contracting company working hard. They're laying the... Um, pretty much, they're done their work for, for the fall construction season, the... The utilities are now underground. Everything is ready. The you know the stubs are off to the properties that are uh, we hope to see developed within the next two years, and the next step after the winter season enter- ends is the curbs will be put in and the road will, the paved um, road will be will be laid down.
0: Excellent. So stay tuned. It is coming very shortly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the final question. You have one minute alone with a business owner considering relocating to downtown Muskegon. Make your pitch to get that business downtown. Downtown Muskegon is
1: the heart of this community, and you want to be where the heart is. In addition to that, the potential, given the lakefront view, the concentration of population that is immediately adjacent to downtown Muskegon, the market potential... Those just add up to a great opportunity i mean it 's very rare that you can find in the middle of an urban center, an urban population center such a combination of incentives, natural beauty, and a and a a population that understands the downtown as the heart of this community and wants to see it succeed. I think that if you are considering moving a business downtown, you you will definitely not regret it.
0: Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate you taking the time with us. And for more information on Muskegon Main Street, visit their website at downtownmuskegon.org. Great. Thanks a lot, Jason. As you can hear from Dan, there's a lot going on in downtown Muskegon, but there's still a challenging road ahead. There was a good article recently in the Muskegon Chronicle comparing the success of downtown Grand Haven to the struggles of downtown Muskegon. And development-wise, Grand Haven is definitely booming, and we should be happy for them as Muskegonites because if they can do it there in Grand Haven, we can definitely do it in downtown Muskegon. I think the great thing about West Michigan is you have all these communities like Grand Haven, Holland, Grand Rapids, and Muskegon that all have their strengths, And as residents of Muskegon, we can enjoy them all. From where I live, it's about six miles to downtown Muskegon, and it's only 15 miles to Grand Haven, 35 miles to downtown Holland, and just 40 miles to downtown Grand Rapids. So anything that is happening in those communities, we can definitely experience here. And we kind of need to change our philosophy here a little in Muskegon, and I think we're doing a good job of that. We need to Think regionally, but act locally. And as great as all the surrounding communities are, we have things in downtown Muskegon that they can only dream of. We have the arts and the Fraunthal Center for the Performing Arts, where there is theater, there's symphony. Um, The Muskegon Art Museum, which is a, some say, the second best next to the Detroit Institute of Art um, Art Museum in the state of Michigan. There's a great venue for professional sports and concerts in the L.C. Walker Arena. There are historic sites like the Hackley House and Hume House, along with the Muskegon Public Library and Hackley Park right in the heart of downtown Muskegon. And as far as living goes downtown, there is the Amazon Building, which has over 120 apartments, the watermark lofts where Phase 1 is complete with 53 New York style lofts and the artworks which is under construction and there are 26 apartments being built that are targeted at artists and musicians so development wise Muskegon is really a clean slate so I prefer to look at it as more of an opportunity for downtown Muskegon along with the 1.7 million dollars that is being invested in the Western Avenue project The city is also planning to spend $450,000 improving the West Western Avenue streetscape. And there are great incentives to live or open a business in downtown Muskegon, including tax free renaissance zones, where business and developers that invest in these zones avoid real and personal property taxes, the state single business tax, and local income taxes through the year 2014. Um, That is a fantastic incentive to get downtown and invest in downtown muskegon so i wanted to kind of add some of my ideas for what i thought would be great in downtown muskegon and in particular the old mall property the first thing we really need downtown is some good local restaurants to invest down there and hobie thrasher is opening a new tavern on the far end of Western Avenue near Heritage Landing, which I think is great. So how about some of the other great local Muskegon restaurants like the Sardine Room and Hearthstone? And are you telling me that Muskegon couldn't support another station grill right downtown? That would be a great location for that. And kind of in combination with some of the local restaurants, it would be excellent to see some franchises come in we could uh really use some in muskegon and they're a great opportunity for people to invest in a business that has a proven recipe for success and three restaurants that i'd like to see downtown are pf Chang's, which offers chinese cuisine uh wine and it's kind of a high energy bistro place um champs which is uh offers upscale casual dining and a california pizza kitchen now Retail is really the area where we need to have some people invest in downtown. That's what really makes a downtown area uh, vibrant and gets people walking around and staying there in some of these places where they, there are places to live. But um, you know people need places to shop, and I think it would be a really good idea and i know you know some of the powers to be in muskegon have done this and maybe to revisit the idea is talk to some of the retailers in grand haven holland and grand rapids and see what it would take for them to open another location in muskegon and as far as national chains go i'd love to see an apple store in downtown muskegon apple computers and ipods are a cultural phenomena and an apple store would compel people from all around to come to muskegon i mean and another thing Muskegon really needs desperately downtown to avoid the twenty somethings leaving Muskegon is to have a just a happening nightlife downtown. So with that said, I'd I'd like to see the Gilmore Collection open up a bar or two in downtown Muskegon. They are the development group behind the Bob in Grand Rapids and the Kirby House in Grand Haven and I think they just do a phenomenal job developing something that was tailored to the unique tastes of Muskegon and downtown would be a great place to do it now the final thing that i th- feel downtown muskegon needs is something that really makes it a a destination that people come from all around and there's been a lot of talk about you know what the right thing to do would be with the mall property and if you visit the downtown website you can see the plans which i will also put in the show notes to what is um know on the way or what the streets are going to look like down there basically you just have to picture where the old mall was and Western Avenue where the Fraunthal and um, Holiday Inn are they're just going to extend that street all the way through the middle of the old mall property so I think Muskegon could really use a just something to get people to come down there from all around and I think that it would be interesting to approach Magic Johnson to open one of his movie theaters on the old mall property. Uh, Magic Johnson theaters, the sole purpose of them is to bring the ultimate entertainment experience to underserved minority communities in metropolitan areas. In addition to providing entertainment, the theaters serve as a business stimulus, fostering local economic growth and financial empowerment in the communities they serve i mean what better could be you know just perfect for downtown muskegon so instead of uh you know saying why muskegon when we hear about all these things or all these things happening what we really need to start saying and we need to start as people who live in muskegon and have businesses here we need to say why not muskegon now's the time to act it's time to put our money into our community and as dan said The downtown Muskegon is the heart of our community, so it's time for us to put our hearts, energy, and money into revitalizing downtown Muskegon. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. I want to thank everyone who has emailed me. I take the time to read everyone's comments, and the response has been very positive. I've just been uh, thrilled with some of the emails and comments I've been receiving around town. And the first comment I want to share is from Sherry in Muskegon. She was commenting on the Jim Edmondson interview from episode number two. This was a great interview, and I truly love the idea. It is so nice to have energy like yours working for the good of Muskegon. Well, thank you very much, Sherry. The next comment is from Orville in Fruitport. I've listened to both podcasts and congratulate you on both. What a wonderful medium to help take us into the future. Muskegon is a creative place full of creative people. A paraphrase of a song comes to mind. We should get a pair of sunglasses that say Muskegon on them as we look to our bright future. Well, thank you very much, Orville. I appreciate that. And finally, from Scott in Norton Shores. Just wanted to drop you a line and compliment you on your efforts in connection with the podcast. I listened to the Jim Edmondson interview last night and I thought the whole thing was very insightful, including your input and comments. Keep up the good work. And I also wanted to thank... Matt Roush, he publishes the Great Lakes IT Report and works for WWJ in Detroit. He put out a little plug for the podcast in his uh, newsletter that he sends out to everyone via email daily. So thank you very much, Matt, for your support of Inside Muskegon. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number three of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at This has been Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at insidemuskegon.com.